Okay, moving along to dairy, a big Australian industry and uh, one of maybe mixed fortunes over the last year or two. We've seen um, a more domestically focused industry probably support farm gate prices ahead of where international markets have been to a degree. And I'm not sure that we've seen the COVID-related or geopolitical impacts in this industry that we might have seen in other ag commodities as well. And a returning season, really important, Michael, for where farm profitability might be. But how's the overall space tracking uh, through this COVID experience so far? Mark, you're absolutely right that the impact of COVID on dairy wasn't to the same degree or hasn't so far been to the same degree as other industries, such as uh, beef and other ones that have been impacted on exports as well. This is interesting for dairy in contrast to, say, the US dairy industry, where COVID did have a big impact. And it particularly impacted with restaurants and schools being shut down, the consumption levels there, and the fact that that demand went down so strongly for a little while that uh, it really disrupted a lot of dairy players there. It's been interesting in that space. In Australia, not so much disruption. There, like other industries, have been the impact of domestic demand and export demand. There has been that uncertainty over export demand and what may mean going forward and continues to be some some caution there. But in terms of domestic demand, it has continued relatively strongly. Uh, And particularly as Australians have done more and more of their supermarket shopping and more and more eating at home, that's really been beneficial for a lot of dairy products, whether it be liquid milk, whether it be cheeses particularly, whether it be yogurts and others. In terms of the season, and once again, we come back to that whole issue of lack of rain last year and better rain this year as well. Overall, uh, if we look at the year-to-date figures uh, and the annual comparisons, we're looking at dairy production being slightly down. But then to break that down again, the last few months, particularly since around January, February this year, good weather in a lot of dairy areas has meant that it's been better over the last few months compared to the same period last year. And season will have a lot, uh, a big bearing on fodder prices as well, which would support that uh, effort to improve production over time. How, how do we think margins are sitting at dairy farm and processor level at the moment? Are they about right to allow everyone to, to make enough money through the supply chain? Well, I suppose everybody's going to have a different answer whether they're about right. And maybe for any dairy farmer or any of us in any kind of agriculture, they're they're never quite good enough. But uh, if we look at it in broader terms, we have absolutely seen that reduction in fodder costs. And if we look at the fact that fodder's now uh, more than a third of total overall cash costs in, in dairy farms as well, that reduction really makes things look a lot more attractive. So in terms of an industry trend, that really does make things look a lot better for a lot of players in the dairy sector as well. Arguably for processors, as once again, they'll have their different opinions as well. With the, the latest prices out there as well, they would be seeing uh, what they would probably consume quite reasonable margins right now. The other factor to look at, uh, particularly for the processors, is where the export prices will go from here. Part of that's going to be determined by the global dairy trade prices, which happen on a monthly basis. 
they have been very volatile, like a lot of things in agriculture over the last few months during the COVID period. Uh, the last month saw about a 5% reduction after an 8% jump the month before. But uh, a lot of people in the industry think that they are getting back to a realistic level. So perhaps some level of relative certainty is coming back into the export market. Well, we've seen premium price dairy products into the Asia market, in particularly the mature economies of a Hong Kong or a Singapore and, and into China. Um, do we think that as those economies see a reduced growth rate going forward, that this kind of demand uh, is in jeopardy or do we think that, that we've still got a, a strong place on the shelf at, at, at premium price points in, in dairy and expect that consumption to hold up? When economies suffer hits like have been felt by some of these ones lately, it's always interesting from food and agri-economics to see how much of a hit any food takes, whether it's basics or some, whether it's the premium ones as well. And it often happens, and when you look back over previous hits, Asian financial crisis, global financial crisis, that food does take less of a hit. Uh, households give up other things first. So the impact may be less than we expect. There will, however, be some other things that may impact the demand. Uh, one of them could be, as we've seen with beef, a triggering of a penalty tariff when particular dairy exports from Australia hit a ceiling. And the one that could be on track to do that at the moment is whole milk powder. So we'll see what happens there. The second issue, and it's that uh, giant gorilla on the other side of the Pacific Ocean, is the whole issue of the US election. And why does that matter? That matters because America's biggest dairy-producing state is Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a swing state, which is vital for both sides to win if they want to try and win the election. So we are seeing a lot of assistance being provided to the U.S. dairy industry right now, and some of that could well extend into really looking to boost their market penetration in the short term against Australia. So like a number of other agri-exports, that really needs to be monitored as well. I can't believe we've Enough. managed to go this long without talking more about the US election. That's amazing. <laughs> I was going to no, say the it. US election... Yeah, but the US election is playing out across a number of other commodities. The US election absolutely is, Maddie. One of the dynamics earlier this year, as the US and China continued their trade talks, was that China agreed to buy $32 billion worth of U.S. agri-products uh, in a way to extend an olive branch to, to try and calm down some of the trade talks. At the moment, the Chinese are on track to achieve that for the coming year. That means that uh, China, for example, has had to pick up extra supplies of everything from dairy products out of the U.S. to beef, to blueberries, to barley as well, quite in the headlines as well. And to make way for that, other importers are displaced in the Chinese market. That will continue to play out, even with the election, election approaching and afterwards. So a number of Australian export industries are looking at what their US competition is into the Chinese market and how they have to uh, strategise themselves to be ready for that. 